recording. What is going on, world? It is your boy, Lo. Um, welcome to the Wisdom Whiskey Winning Podcast. I'm your host today. Again, I'm Lo, and I'm here with my brothers, man, my three brothers. Introduce yourselves. Hey, yo, 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 everybody. It's RB. Oh. Just want to say, say hello to everybody. Pass it on to P. Yeah, what, up, what up, what up, it's your boy P, what up? I'm the loud one, good to be back. What are you, a DJ? <laughs> Yo, what's going on, man, it's Tay. Nice to see y'all this evening, man. How y'all doing? What's good, brother, how are y'all? I'm good. I'm yeah. good, man. What y'all been up to this week, man? Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know like, what Richie man. been doing. Like... Richie been trying to duck me. Richie trying to duck me with his <laughs> I got my names ready. Yeah, all right, you ducking me, bro. <laughs> so oh, he's ducking you from? He ducking me from the Olympia. We supposed to have our picks for the Olympia, and he ain't. Put hey, there's some good picks in there, so I don't want to make the wrong one. I know Low got a, you know, he got a leg up on me, so he he be watching all these dudes, and I don't, I ain't got a report on for each years, and every one of them. It's one years, of guys, hey, is one of the guys Rich Froney? Yo, Kim. Can we like kick turn him his off? Mic? Kick him <laughs> off the podcast, right? <laughs> well, yo, P, what you been up to? Um, you recruiting us today? Um, nah, no recruiting, y'all. But I do look, I look good in my Air Force way. Have y'all see the in this corner over there? He trying to uh, soft flex on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to soft flex on everybody. Showing yeah, the annual man. awards. Hey, those aren't quarterly; those are all annuals. That's funny, man. What up, though, P? Why you fresh lined up for the podcast? Why you trying to hijack my episode? Um, the last two times I've been looking kind of, you know, rough, so I had to had to remind everybody. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, that you going bald? Is that because Ooh. P brings in our our? Um... No, listen, my hair's my hair's getting thin over the years. Yes, but I'm not going bald. I, I still got hair. You see that? I still got hair. Y'all talking about bald like it's some disease. I'm bald. <laughs> you got that bald? You got that bald? I heard they got a vaccine. Hey, I heard you talking bald. Bro, for real, I seen some pictures of Lowe when he was like three. He had the most hair out of everybody I ever seen in my life. Hey, RB, I heard hey, they got a vaccine for that bald. Yeah, you had the whole had bro. And ain't, and no, but no more. You ain't got no more bro. Hey, take the hat off for a sec. Let me see what you got up there, man. Absolutely not, man. My barber uh, is sick. Oh, and, okay. You gave okay. your barber COVID? <laughs> that was a low blow. That was too low. That was too low? That was too low. I'm sorry. Low. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? That was too low. You know what? I forgive you. <laughs> that doesn't mean I have to mess with you anymore. Oh, my uh, gosh. Yo, look at you trying to, look at Tay trying to therapist his way. <laughs> hey, real quick, fellas, man, raise them up real quick. Raise them up. I don't know what P's drinking. It looks like he's got like a high seat, one of those uh, Kool Aid things. <laughs> <laughs> you know the little Kool Aid things that you had to you had to twist the top off. For some of y'all out there that need some culture, here you go. Take a screenshot. Y'all can Google that. Hey, real quick though, man. Cheers to y'all, brothers, man. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Wait, what you drink? Well, no, real quick. What's everybody drinking? I'll start. I got Gentleman Jack. Okay. I got uh, Jim Bean. Um, 
I forgot which one it is, but it's a good Jim Bean I got, man. Which he always got to do. Sipping on that Hefeweizen. Look, he always got to do this. I mean, he told them to take a screenshot. Y'all might as well take a screenshot of this. This is uh, Scott's whiskey. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna pronounce the first name because that, that's yeah. <laughs> so y'all take a picture that. that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and get a get a bottle of that. It's pretty good. Shout out to my neighbors across the street who got it for me for my promotion. It's really good. Thank you. All right, All right. So listen, man, I want to talk about some um, military-based topics today. I got a couple things in the military that. I've seen happen over the years, things that have bothered me, things that have irritated me. Um, I am not in a position in the military to make decisions on certain things. It's for the higher ups to make. Um, but the, the changes start with us because we're the ones that have to bring up the issues. If we don't bring up the issues, then nothing's ever gonna change, correct? Facts. And, uh, Facts. You know, we always, have to, we always have to preach that to our younger airmen because we're not the young airmen anymore but we also are a good middle ground voice for the young airmen and then the, the um, airmen that are above us. So the first thing I want to bring up to y'all, and it's, and I didn't want to speak on like something specific about it because it's too broad of a topic. I want to talk about, and, and, I, and I apologize to anyone that's not familiar with military terms or military things, but this will be a good episode for anybody to listen to. I want to talk about EPRs. Mm. And I want to get y'all take on them. We've all been in the military for 10 plus years, each, each, each one of us. So that is more than enough time to have assessed and have a true opinion on the EPR system. So I want honest opinions. Do you think the EPR system is a good system? And I'm talking about the one currently, and we could even talk about the one that was um, a couple years ago when it switched. And do you think it's necessary or do you think it should be gone? Or if there's something else you want to add into that, please add it in. Whoever wants to jump in, please. Hey, what you got? You the oldest one here. Actually, RB's, RB's the oldest one, but okay. Um, Yo, Jay, nah, hold up. Hold up, Richie, I got your back, bro, because that was that was petty what he did. He said he, said, he threw up the alley-oop for Peter Duck. I saw what you did, Tay. Leave my man Richie alone. I got you. I got you. I, I'm not the oldest one. He is older than me, but okay. Are y'all sure I'm the oldest one? Yeah, I've both been in 20 plus years. So, how, ma Ooh. how many plus years, Tech? Oof. I'm sorry. Okay, he got the joke. You know what? That's what that was wrong. Hey, EPR. Tay no, came with the fire today. I got it. I'm sorry. No. I'm, not, I'm not right. You know what? Hey, forgive me, guys. All right. So, this ain't going to mess with you. <laughs> hey, so since I've been here for a minute, right? Um, I think the enlisted performance report, because whenever you're talking, you know, acronyms, you got to make sure you mention that. No jab at low. Mm. 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 Um, what you call this? Nah, y'all know I'm messing around. Um, I think it gets a lot of things right. What I wish, all right? And I'm just going to point out one thing, because I think everybody here can, man, we could, we could point out so many different things on the EPR. I wish this, I wish that, right? Mm. I wish that when it went to a board or something like that, or when somebody was looking at it, that the name at the top wasn't there. Does mm. that make sense? Look, so, so like say Lowe's grading it, right? Or whatever, Lowe has to grade it, right? Um, and I'm talking board stuff, okay? I know they say, oh, it's not, you know, they don't look at that and this is taken away and all that. Okay, I've sat, I've sat on one murder, uh, murder board, all right? And that was us fixing bullets. And that was us 
looking at, oh, this shouldn't be here, it should be there. You get it? So that's totally different than a board, right? For an EPR. I think when, it, when, it, when, when it's all said and done, if all four of us are competing against each other, one person that's, that, that's looking at it to, to point things out should not know that this is Lowe's EPR. They should look at that as a blank canvas and just look at the body of work. So um, we can tie this easily into football, right? Because we were just talking about conferences and right before we started this. And it's kind of like what's going on right now with sports, right? Everybody's like, oh, the West is, is stacked because of this, that, that, and, you know, all the names and the, the East is West. So they're just fighting for second and all that. You get, you get what I'm saying? Right. So that's my take on the EPR. I think it gets a lot of things right. The problem is you're not going to make everybody happy, all right? Um, and without going too far into it, taking up too much time, that's my point. I wish when, when it's all said and done, when it's time to get um, evaluated against my peers, me, but maybe that's from, you know, that maybe that's from my personal experience and me being sensitive to that, me thinking, oh man, somebody's out for me or somebody, you know, doesn't like the way I talk or, or the way I said this. I wish, I wish when they're looking at it, man, you know, you, you can't identify who it is. You can just look at the body of work. And if we can get, if the Air Force can get closer and move more in that direction, just look at the body of work. Don't look at whose body of work it is. I think it would uh, be so much better. I would love to add points for certain things you do, like actual points on the EPR. You know how it just says, you know, meets and uh, exceeds and, and all that stuff and to the right and all. I wish there was like one through 10. That would be cool. But we already kind of have that there. It's just, it doesn't say one through 10. Um, all right, Pete, Pete, I want to I hit you with a curveball. Go. Why is it that? that we have to write an enlisted performance report, which is an evaluation in the civilian world. Yeah. It's the same thing in the civilian world. This is for anybody in the room. Why is it that we have to write it a certain way? Why is it that it has to be written in bullet format? Why is it that it has to be written with these acronyms, these things that take time and um, they're a nuisance and they're annoying and things like this. I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for people who have complained about this since as long as I have been in. Well, it's never really addressed on a platform such as this. All right. So, so leadership. So, so what? So so what they're doing? I hear what you're saying. So what they're doing, man, is capturing as much information as possible. So as A1C Palmer, or Airman, uh, Senior Airman Palmer, right? The way the writing has ha, was back then has changed dramatically, right? But they're capturing as much um, information as possible. All right. Some people have heard air, some people have heard RE, you know, action result impact or action impact result, all that stuff, right? But that's the reason they write it like that, Lo. Um, it took me a while to understand this. Do I like it? I'm gonna say no, but you just can't say, uh, uh, Senior Airman, you know, Reyes led four people at the rodeo and, and then it ends, right? Because you only have so much space. like. Those words just fit in that. That's why you have to break it down. Um, led four member team for this, 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 dash, dash. Um, you know, I don't know, for uh, put together this, 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 this. Um, uh, and then what, what's the impact or the result? Um, uh, raised so much money for the group level. You know what I'm saying? And then from there you have a draft, right? then you, you put that to the side, you do another draft, you put that to the side, 
then what I learned when it comes to bullet writing is come back later and add more specifics and add more specifics. And then I send it to RB. Yo, RB, I got this. But that's why you're trying to ex you're trying to extract as much information as possible with the little bit of spacing you have. And that's the that's that's the root of why we have to write it the way we write it. Now, if you're saying, yo, Pete, just make more space. Okay, you got a point. You got a point. Yeah, they can make more space, but then we're writing sentences. And you really listen, when Richie put together the POW thing, do you think it would be fair to Richie? and his, all his hard work, every, everything that he ran, getting all the pictures printed, making sure that the route was right, making sure that the security good, making sure that the comm, all the people that he orchestrated good to make sure the comm, you think that's fair to put in one sentence low? And I don't mean it towards you, brother. You get it? Like I'm talking general, right? You think yeah. it's fair to capture all that in one sentence? No, it's not, right? But yeah. we have to. So the way we have to is these little acronyms, forward slash, um, TRM, you know, all the all the acronyms for all the different words, coordinated, C-O-O-R, comma D, you, you get it? You have that's the only way we can capture everything Richie did for that POW run in one bullet. Because too many people are doing too much stuff. That's my take. You you can you can move it to who you want. Yeah, I would like to, to jump in on that. So Lo, I, we both have been in longer than you. And if you go back to our original EPRs, our very first EPR was written like that. It was actually written out. And if I could find it, I would definitely show it for proof. But that's how it was in the early 2000s and the late 90s, how they were doing it. They moved to the new EPR system. Me thinking is it's short and simple. Tell me what you did. I don't, I'm not here to read all this all the time. I needed one sentence. Tell me what you did. So we're like, like P was saying, okay, well, how am I going to put all this in one sentence? So they brought acronyms. And then one thing about the Air Force, there's always somebody that finds a better way to do it. Or there's some airman that finds a better way to do it to make it, I guess, find a loophole is what I'm trying to say. So they found, what is it, uh, 2009. Everybody know about that? Y'all familiar with 2009? Where you go on a Word document, you oh, type in 2009, and you can you cut it, and it creates, you can make more space and yep. cram more into a bullet. So throughout the evolution of bullet writing, you brought in acronyms. Then you brought in the uh, 2009. So now you have so much in this, this space where they're like, there's, you're throwing in numbers. Everybody loves numbers. And now what they like to see, they want to plain and simple. And it's just an evolution. Like by the time we get out and retire, it's going to be back to paragraphs. And that's just how that works. Now, some things that I like about the new EPR system, it, it lets people that are selling it sell. I don't know if we've all been familiar with the firewall five process. You're good if you get a firewall five. Everybody gets a firewall five. You got marked down. You literally had to commit a crime. So now they're only taking 5% of the Air Force enlisted that have excelled among others and saying, these are our promote nows. And they're getting those points that Pierre talking about. And then the next 15%, those excelled, but not as far as our, our, our top people. So we'll give them a must promote and they're getting points. And then the rest of the people are in the promote box. But that doesn't mean that the people that are selling in the promote box won't stand out because they only have to compete with each other. Yeah. So if you are good and you got to promote, guess what? You don't have to, you don't have to worry. You just got to go out there. I mean, when they look at your EPR, you're still going to be amongst the people that are average. So I do think that they got it right with this EPR system. It took me a long, a long time to 
look at it and agree with it. But if you work your butt off, you will get that promote now or that must promote. Um, one last thing. Right. One last thing. With with the 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 mass number of promotees that they have in a unit, I don't know if they got that right because there are a lot of people like in the CRG that are deserving of those. You know, your top ten people. You're only able to give out two strats and your top 10 people are better than five units of top 10 people, but yeah. you can only give it out. So you, they kind of lose out being in the units that they're in. So I don't know if they've got that right with how many people we strap per unit. Back to you. Say Richie, I think they got that part wrong. hundred percent. Cause you just said it. I'm not going to beat the dead horse. I think that part they got wrong. I'm not even speaking for myself, but like you said, you see a lot of people that get, I'll say it, they get done dirty just because they can only give out so many. So you got these these stars who, you know, busted their ass just like the next person, but because I'll say it, a bullet was written better, they yeah. got this stat, they got this strat, right? Come on. We're here to be honest. We're here to be honest. We're here to be honest. Okay. Hey, can, can, I, can I add something to that, Low? RB, real quick. Or actually, Tay, go. But I want to say something about that. Go ahead, B. I mean, I know you've been long-winded, but I'm going to be long-winded too. So. I'm, I'm, I'll make it short, I promise. Lo, I hear what you're saying. However, I'm going to look at me, right? He didn't care about what was on his EPR till eight, nine years in, and that's a failure on me. Because all I had to do was find somebody and be like, yo, look at my EPR. I didn't know that a little space at the end meant, you know, was a little signal to whoever's grading it, like, whatever. You know what I mean? I didn't know the impact of that. I learned that years later. And we got to look at, we got to look at if, if that product is a reflection of us and we care because the Air Force is, is trying to reward the people that are working hard, excelling and, are, and have bought into the Air Force uh, business. You get it? Not all of us have, 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 have a, what you call this, bought into the Air Force business like that. Because we've met people in our career already, you know, me and you know the same people, right? That man, they put a lot of work into their EPR, and they were our same ranks. You know, I don't got, I don't got, to, I don't got to say no names. We know those type of people, and it was, it wasn't, it was, you know, I'm not, I'm not speaking bad on them. That was, that was good on them because, because they were where I am now years ago. So that means they were ahead of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I'm looking at the mo the the personal. Um, I should I should have cared sooner, but you know, I come. We 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 all grow up the way we grow up. Go Tay. Go ahead, Rich. All right. Sorry, Tay. Another thing I wanted to add is bullet writing. You know, it depends on who's reading the bullet. For those supervisors out there, they should know what their chief is looking for. You know, they should be in these bullet writing conferences because every base should be having them in theory. You should, your bullet should be able to be read at different units. So if you're writing a cop bullet and your this medical NCO doesn't understand what he did, your bullet isn't that gonna go that far? And understanding that, yes, in your eyes, you wrote a good bullet, but like P said, throwing it to somebody else for them to see it is critical. Yeah. Because if they can't understand it, that means when it gets up to the board, they're gonna be like, move on next. I, I don't even know what they're trying to say. And you gotta, right, play the, yeah, hey, you gotta play the game, man. I learned a trick from somebody in recruiting, you know? You gotta have somebody at the next level that has seen the bullets going up the chain. You know, like you, you ain't got to be in the chief's pocket, but know somebody around them like, yo, this is what they looking at. So you handle your level. It's written right. Right. Make sure your chief and your commander. OK, that, you, you know, you make them happy. 
then you have it prepped for the next level because you just made your chief and your commander's life even better. Like, oh man, it's already ready for the next level. So I think that, um, I think that we spend a lot of time. I, first off, I agree with the EPR system. I, I love it. Um, <clears throat> I do. I like it because it gives you an opportunity to be competitive. And one, me being a competitive person and then understanding the game. So if you don't understand how to play basketball, there's no way you can be competitive, right? If you don't understand how to play tennis, there's no way you can be competitive. A lot of people, and especially airmen that are coming up, young airmen that are coming up, they don't understand how to be, they don't understand how to play the game. And, and, and I don't care where you are. People say, oh, the Air Force is this, Air Force is that. Man, you can go to post office to get promoted, you have to play the game. You can be a lawyer to get promoted, you have to play the game. You can be wherever else you want to be in business or in anywhere else, in any other profession, you have to play the game in order to get recognized. So people who say that they don't want to play the game, cool, you just look like food to me because that's just going to mean I can easily surpass you because you don't want to play the game. Food. Got it. All right, cool. So because I understood how to play the game, and I understood what I needed to do. And like I did, like with, with my co-host did, like they, like y'all said, that y'all, y'all said y'all went to these seminars and y'all understood what people wanted and y'all understood how, how things were done. Now you're able to be competitive. And a lot of people just refuse, a lot of airmen refuse to play the game because of what uh, previous leadership who failed to adapt they failed to adapt to the way the Air Force is now because they like they liked the firewall fives in the past. They liked everybody getting, every, hey, we all should be equal. That's just like my kids competing in a sport and everybody getting a participation trophy. Not going to happen. I'm not going to, that, that's what the firewall fives were back in the day. Every, no matter how hard you worked, Richie, you could have worked your butt off. You could have done everything you wanted. You could have done everything right. And then me, I could have just came to work and did my job. And we both get the same rating. That's BS. And so what the EPR system did was say, okay, cool. We're not, that, that's, that's, that's not the way we want to do business anymore. Now you have to be competitive. Now you have to show me. And you have to show me on paper. So let's get to the writing part. The writing part allows a supervisor or a person to be creative with what they did. I agree with it because you just can't put a regular sentence down. Now, I want you to tell me what you did, how you did it, and the result of that. And I want you to put it in this sentence, but I want you to make it make sense. And I want to be, and want to be able to be legible for everybody to read. Now, who is going to be, who, who's going to want to do that? If you're too lazy to do that, not saying that anybody's lazy, but if you're too lazy to do that, then you're not going to be competitive. But if you take the time and you care and you give a F, then you're going to be competitive. And that's the same with supervisors for their airmen. If you care about your airmen and you care about what they did and you care about making them, helping them get to the next level, then you're going to take the time and learn that chief's way of writing, that superintendent's way of writing. I've had four superintendents in the last four or five months, and I've had to learn each one of their tendencies and how they like to write. 
because I've I've put up quarter awards. I put I put people up for quarters. I put myself up for annuals. I put other people up for annuals, and I had to I had to put I did EPRs. So I had to learn how they had I had to learn how they wanted to write. And so people who say they don't want to play the game, cool, good. You're just food. You're you're. I, you're I, go ahead, go ahead, Richie. No, I agree. Yes, food, but it also hurts other people because they're not just airmen that feel like that they're supervisors that feel like that and those supervisors have airmen you know what i mean and it is it's a it's a big deal because you have airmen that are star players that come in and they get out because their supervisors didn't take care of them because again whose fault is that like whose fault is that i I, we can blame i don't know because my question is my question is are, are we for any airmen hearing this they need to understand that if let's, let's look at sports just for an analogy, right? You can be quick, right? What sport you playing? You playing the Air Force, right? That's going to work for you for the PT test. If you ain't a good rider, if you ain't looking sharp in your uniform, if you don't understand how to network, if you don't know how to shut up in color sometimes, if you don't know how to be the leader or be the follower sometimes, that's the whole sport that we play. Just because you played ball in high school, and you killing it on 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 the squadron's basketball team. That's that's just a little piece of playing this Air Force game. You get it? This podcast is just a little piece of what me and my boys are trying to do when it comes to podcasting. There's a whole bunch of other pieces that if we don't do right, being on time with each other to make this happen uh, on Fridays, right? It doesn't work. So I think that's what Taylor's trying to say. I get that. Yeah, and you, you right. have to be competitive around the whole spectrum. It can't just be. And writing correctly, putting in for everything, staying active, finding out how to network. Find, come on, Richie, I suck at networking, right? Well, I want to, I want to, I want to address, I want to address what Richie just said because I understand that. Well, yes, it, it, it hurts the airmen. I understand that. I understand that. But at the end of the day, airmen talk, right? So if I have an airman and I care about writing, let's just say P has an airman, he don't really care about writing, and, and that airman, those airmen over there are suffering. These air, they talk. Hey, man, look like. My, my, my supervisor doing this and this and that. My supervisor doing this and that. At the end of the day, whose career is it? It's you your know, career. It's, the, it's, the it's your career. career. It's not my career. It's your I, career. So it's your job to go out and say, hey, man, this is not right. It, it sounds right. It sounds right what you're saying. But I, I literally have airmen that are brand new to the, they don't get their first EPR to like their second year or something like that. But by the time they get their first EPR, they don't know what an EPR is. They sure. don't. And, and by the time, because I have a young one right now, she just made stop start. She's 21 years old. Ha- haven't been in the game that long. Yeah. And let's say she's supervising, and this is not directing at her or anything like that, but I'm saying somebody at that level supervising somebody, and you're saying, yeah, it's their fault. Well, what about the airmen under them? It's, you know what I mean? It's, I understand what you're saying. And unfortunately, that person was raised wrong. And that's why I agree here. And that's why we're here saying and hopefully getting the message out to people, raise your freaking airmen right. So that way that they don't suffer because there's nothing that us four can do. Like, honestly, man, it, 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 it pisses me off to even think about that staff sergeant that you're talking about that doesn't even know how to write an EPR, didn't even know what one was. It pisses me off to even think about that. And why are we sitting down with these people? Because people are lazy, man. They only care about themselves. And it pisses me off so bad, dude. It makes just me for, mad. But unfortunately, just for I can't save everybody. I can care about my people. 
I can care about my guys and anybody else that that's in my reach. I can reach out to the left and to the right. I care about every other airman in that unit. And that's why I go out and I do the seminars and I talk about the EPRs and I talk about what these guys need to do. And I, every time I get a chance and I, I disagree. started podcasting my unit, I started podcasting my unit to talk about this kind of stuff. I, I get what you're saying, but you just said you can only take care of the airmen that are under you. You're an NCO. You take care of any airman that comes to you. You see what I, I'm saying? I, I said when I write my airmen's EPRs, I take care of everybody. But when I write my airmen's EPRs, I can't write every airmen's EPR in the unit. I, I agree with that. So when you asked me earlier, hey, whose fault is it? I don't. I can't necessarily point it at the supervisor because if that supervisor wasn't groomed correctly, is it the supervisor before him? Because obviously he didn't have the standards or discipline to sit down with his people. How did he get that way? How did he get through this promotion system to get to that level? So I, when you're asking- Generational curses, bro. You're supposed to stop it. I, I agree with generational curses and stopping it. However, to answer the question that you're talking about, I can't sit here and point at the airman and say, it's your career. You need to go tell staff sergeant so-and-so, staff sergeant Snuffy, you need to write my EPR better. Hey, oh, hey. damn. Hey. Yeah, At the right. end of the day, you supposed to. What do you put it? What are airmen supposed to care about? Hey, let me. Airmen let me supposed ask. to care about learning the air force. They exactly. should be part of learning the air force. Learn about their. No, 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 no. Hey, they're not supposed to be learning about the EPR until they become a CRMA go ALS. They're supposed to learn about their career and everything that has involved with it. When did they? So when did they get taught the EPR? When did they get taught the EPR? Say. What do you mean? How they not? When is the first time that an airman actually sits in the course where he gets taught EPR? It's in ALS. Am no, I wrong, guys? If he is the first time an airman get taught about an EPR and ALS, that's sad. And then there's something wrong with the Air Force. You should not, the first time you hear about the EPR should not be in freaking ALS. They now, may learn about the basics of their EPR. How to write EPR, yes. You learn about ALS, but you know about EPRs. Every airman that come in here know about what, what do they know about EPRs? They know that they're supposed to say something? the things that they did. Can I read something? Go for it. <sighs> Airmen are still learning and adapting to military profession and are expected to understand and conform to military standards, customs, and courtesies. Airmen begin to show occupational proficiency at basic tasks and still require significant supervision and support. Um, that's the little brown book. So I got to agree with RB on this thing. No, I'm not saying, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm not saying... <laughs> No, stop. I'm not saying that airmen should be proficient with EPRs and they should know how to write EPRs. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. saying, yes, know your job, learn how to do your job. But at the same time, when you're when it's time for your EPR to come up, give a fuck about it. That's true. Hey, Richie, give a that fuck is about true. It. Care about your that EPR. I'm not saying not care about your EPR. I'm saying if you have a supervisor that does not write a EPR, though you have been performing, because that thing, those things happen. We have supervisors, the average supervisor now is becoming in between 22 and 23. 10, 15 years ago, the average supervisor was 28. You know what I mean? So, which is crazy to me. But you have these young kids coming in and they're going through ALS quick, quick six weeks, and they're expected to write a, they got a, airmen now and now they have to write an epr okay. there's no no draft there's no oh let me let me get in the water and dip myself in no so now an airman gets a bad epr and they're like i don't know i mean they mark me here i don't know what to think okay richie what's the fix because i'm i'm saying that if you care about your career and you know about eprs as a part of your career then you need to care about it 
And then on top of that, they know the ins and outs of Snapchat. On top of that, on top of that, if an EPR gets sent up for for a CM or a staff sergeant, and a and a superintendent or a chief looks at it and they sign off on it, that's a fail in the whole system. So what's the fix? They know the ins and outs of the local clubs. So I'll tell you, the fix is education. But it ain't to sit here and tell an airman, hey, look, yo, you got to care about your career. Because you can sit in, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can sit in, you could go in, in a room with 100 airmen right now and say, you better care about your career. You better care about your EPR. And you know what they heard? Womp, 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 womp. womp. Because they don't know. They're, that shit isn't taught. That shit isn't saying, hey. That's why you go in there. Su- a supervisor is like, look, here's your feedback. Sign this. Tell me what you like. All right, cool. What have you done? At the that's end of the day, a, that's a horrible at the end of the day, bro, we are like, I understand airmen are airmen and they're young and, and they're learning their job. And they and I understand they got a lot on their plate, man. I do. But at the end of the day, as you grow into the Air Force, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about airmen basics, airmen or A1Cs. I'm talking about senior airmen who've been in the game for a little bit, maybe two or three years. They know that they know that the EPR is coming. Maybe they don't know how to write it. Maybe they don't know what it looks like or whatever else but they know that they have a career. You know you have a career. And if you know you have a career, that's why we need to go out and educate these people on what's going on. I'm telling you, I agree with you, RB. Education is the, is the fix. So that's why we are doing our part with this podcast and other things that we're doing. I know you're a great mentor. P, I know you're a great mentor. Lo, I know you're a great mentor. I'm a good mentor. I educate people every chance I get. But at the same time, I'm saying that there's a level of responsibility. For the person. For the person to care about their own EPR and their own career. There's a level of responsibility. Hey, I got a question for you, RB. Sorry, go ahead, Lo. Oh, my bad. Never mind. No, no, you're good, Pete. Because um, Tay, you keep saying it's level of responsibility on the individual. Level of responsibility on the individual. You're rolling me right into my next topic. Hey. Level of responsibility on the individual. So we're about to jump back into something that we talked about last week. The PT test. We didn't get to finish that conversation. Let's go. So. So. Y'all ain't ready. I brought up last week. I brought up last week because P had uh, brought up um, some things about the PT test. And, and uh, my answer to what P had said was that people were dying. Um, that's not me making excuses for people. But I think I said last week, when death is involved, things change, right? Yes. Things change when someone dies. So my question to y'all is what do you think the Air Force is, do you think the Air Force is doing right by switching the PT test and getting weight, rid of the waist measurement? I'm going first. And pushing, I went first. Okay, time. do you think that they're right in getting rid of the waist <laughs> measurement? Um, or do you think that, do you think that they're just getting it wrong altogether? This shouldn't be moved. Air Force PT test is good how it is and the individual should be ready at all times. Waist measurement across the board, good to go. So the thing that the thing that uh, puzzles me is that the Air Force says the PT test is the individual responsibility, right? You need mm-hmm. to be ready at all times. That's why they have the facilities. They spend a lot of money on these gyms and do whatever else they need to do, right? So it's an individual responsibility. But yet and still, when the PT test comes around, it's last minute. Everybody's trying to saran wrap their freaking body. Oh, no, not everybody. Not everybody. 
not everybody, but people who are, I'm talking about the people who are, uh, you know, passing out and having all these medical, they're saran wrapping their body. They're trying to, they're trying to, cram, they're, it's like you're trying to cram for a math test that doesn't, that, that you can't cram for. Like you can't cram, you can't cram for a people. You can't cram to be physically fit in a week. I'm sorry. Like there's no way you can do it. So my thing is, I think that the Air Force needs to go back to its old ways. I think the Air Force needs to have, um, I think the Air Force needs to have unit PT again. It needs to go back to unit PT because if y'all remember when we was at the 435th, we had, I don't know how many failures. We, we didn't have, we, did we have any failures in the unit? Why? Because we, we had, had like unit one. PT. We had one. We had a failure oh. back in like the Galbadon oh, days. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, yeah, you know who it was. I ain't gonna mention man, his name. I know but... who it was. God dog it, Richie. Why you even bring that up, man? I'm sorry. I'm man. petty. I, I want to know the name. We had one failure in four years. We had one failure in four years. It needs to be back. It needs to stop being an individual responsibility. People work well in groups. People learn in groups. People are motivated when they work out in groups. And that's why all these other fitness uh, fitness workouts, Zumba, CrossFit, all this other stuff that, that happens, uh, HIIT workouts, it's in groups because it works. It works. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be on the same level as me, but you're getting some type of fitness. You're getting some type of exercise. And as a commander or as a chief or as a supervisor, I can see that you're my, I can say, hey, when you, when I, when, when that person fails, hey, I seen him working out. I seen his effort. I seen how hard he was working. And it's not, it's not just like, oh, you know, it was on the individual. Now, so it's so much like the Air Force wants to be, uh, wants people to be so independent but it's not working. It's not working. And more and more and more, I'm sorry, you're starting to see people get larger and larger and larger in the Air Force. You, you I mean, you, you're starting to see, and it's, it's maddening because, and people wonder, I'm, I, man, I hope I'm not saying nothing wrong. People wonder why we're like the laughing stock of the forces because you look at the Army, the Marines, they're all together doing PT. No they're not individuals. There's one team. Like we all say, one team, one fight. It's one team with them. We're we're a team. We're gonna work out together. We're gonna know. We're gonna learn. So I'm gonna know your weaknesses. So when I see you picking up that Twinkie, I'm like, hey man, you didn't do good on that run last week. Maybe you need to put that down and pick up an apple or something like that. And pick maybe maybe drink some water, some grapes. You know what I'm saying? D do something different. You know what I'm saying? Look at RV's face. I love it. <laughs> I. I I see <laughs> my wife's laughing at me. I see the individual and I can I can we can hold each other accountable and that's it's just not happening anymore. It's not happening anymore. Now, oh, you get off work, you I mean, okay, on Monday, Tuesday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my PT days, I get to go work out on PT. I don't have to come to work until nine. Cool. All right, I'm asleep, I'm asleep in, not go to the gym at all, but say I went to PT. That happens so much, man. I'm so tired of it. Like, and on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the gym should be packed. Like, it should be like the club on Saturday night. It should be packed. And it's not. It's not. Nobody's on the track. Nobody's running. Nobody's doing anything. And But then, but then you want to blame the Air Force, and you want to change the way we do business because people are passing out dying and all this other stuff because uh, you know and, and you know i don't know everybody's medical conditions so i can't speak on everything man because i know some people have real medical conditions you know what i'm saying and some people have real injuries and but if you did if you did uni pt you could identify all that stuff yeah. they need to bring uni pt back period 
I'm done. So there's something I wanted to include in why I think, I don't agree with it to answer your question, but some things that should be taken into consideration. Uh, we're in the year 2020 and we'll say for the last decade, we haven't really been on a fluent rotation to the AOR as a force. You know, a lot of people have not been deploying and have to hear about, oh God, the horrors of, of being ready to deploy and have to go out there and live that life. So that's one of the things because when you know you gotta go somewhere and, and possibly save somebody's life or, or even just be in the AOR, you wanna be ready. And people get, do better when they're in the AOR too because they're away from my second point. I'm, I'm, mark me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the United States of America is number one in the world in obesity. Yeah, it's an environment obesity. problem, bro. It's not going to so, change anytime soon. I, I agree. So as people come into the military, they grew up in an obese, obese lifestyle. And then we're expecting them to live a fit lifestyle. So I don't know, maybe we're, we need to, I personally think we should go to the Marine combat fitness test. Like um, for certain AFSCs, you need to have, you need to be able to push yourself and lift this stuff and do these things. Because if the worst day of our life comes and we have to defend ourselves, I don't want to have to think twice that you can do the job. And that's what's happening now. It makes, me sad. It makes me sad to think that the Air Force cares about the, from my understanding, I'm gonna say that from my understanding, the Air Force cares more about just doing the mission and, and not the whole person. I feel like they don't care about the person's health. They're starting to care about the mental health now because they're seeing them more and more suicides, but the health, the, the physical health of people is not a, 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 um, it's not a priority. There you go. It's not a priority. But if, if, you think it, if you think the physical health is not a priority, why do you think they took the waist measurement out? That's them them taking care of the people's health. That's you know? not taking care of the people's health. That's hindering. That's giving people an excuse. That no, Richie, don't I, do that. Don't do that to me. That's giving people an excuse. Don't be trying to. How does that? How does that care about that, Richie? No, Richie, don't you do that, Richie. Don't you do that? It, that's giving people an excuse. Harvey, how does that? Listen, how does that? How does that help? Hey, let 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say, let them. How it, does that help people? It goes. It goes back to what Lo was saying. People are dying to take a PT test, he's, you he's, know, preparing to take a PT test. He's, so he's to take care of the people, no, to take care of the people politically, hey. what they're doing is. No, don't move no. forward without me. Don't do that to me, Lo. No, 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 no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but I'm just going back to what Richie just said. I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you what's happening. We all know. We all got, we all can see, we all got the internet. There was a major, rest in peace to her, that had passed away, and she was taking a PT test. They're doing studies that are showing- What happened, what happened when she did a PT test? Because, see, Lo, you sitting here dropping water and, uh, and hot oil, and you just no. watching it happen. <laughs> what happened? What happened to her? You know the story? I don't know the entire story. I know that she had some kind of medical emergency and fell out. I don't want to speak ill because I don't know the 100% of the details. Um, again, like I said, rest in peace. I just, she wasn't the only one. There were multiple people that have passed away in the last couple of years. Richie, you know this. 
Y'all know this, and they passed away from PT tests. I got to Tay, 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 but Tay, before you go, I agree with you 110%. But what I think Richie and I are trying to say is that death is involved. It changes the whole entire scope. I'm not saying they're right, Tay. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not trying to advocate for them doing it and taking away from the waste measurement. I'm just letting you know, if, if you're doing something in your family, let's say you and your family are doing something and God forbid some medical emergency happens to one of your family members, you're gonna look at what you're doing differently. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. This is real shit. You're gonna look at what you're doing differently. The Air Force views the entire Air Force as a family, right or wrong? Yes. So something happened to our family members. So they're looking at what are we doing wrong? I'm not saying they're doing it wrong. I'm just telling you how they're looking at it. That's just the truth, man. Facts are facts. Yeah. No question. Go ahead. Now, somebody can Google it up, right? Okay. Before I get to my answers, you you can hear me, low? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I was just I was just watching. Tay. I'm gonna come coming behind you. Uh oh. <laughs> so I'm. That's what I'm saying. Take somebody had to do something, and you gotta think when there's a death. In the Air Force, they take a step back for everything. Uh, I mean, can I ask a question though? How many deaths have there been in the Army? Army and Air Force, we can't compare. Yes, we can branches. compare. Yes, we can compare. We can too compare. No, because take in, in the Airborne because they no, do in, in a do they listen, do unit PT together, and Tay, people are in the, in the Army, they're willing to sacrifice ten percent of the people jumping out of airplanes before they cancel an exercise. That is in their wrecks. 10% of fatalities of the whole brigade jumping in before they'll say cancel exercise, not one body. And the Air Force, we look a little deeper into our people. Man, so we take care of our off. people. Oh my God. Take Tay, P, because I think me and Richie are on the same page. So Tay and P, I have a question for both of y'all. Let's go back to 26. Let's go back to 24. Let's go back to 2013 and 2016 when we were all at the 435th at the same time. Let's just go back real quick. What do you think would have happened? God forbid if a suicide happened in the unit at that time. Let's just think about it. Do you think the unit would have just kept pressing? No. They would have just kept pressing as you know what? That individual was a once, that was a one case scenario. That was a that was a that was a fluke. Let's just keep moving operations as normal. No, I think that one, they would have looked at the, the- Or do you think they would have stopped and said, what the hell happened? What are we doing as a unit that caused it? No, I think they would have looked at the- I'm not saying that they, Tay. I'm sorry. Tay, please hear me, bro, because I'm with you. Yeah, I hope you know that I'm with you, but I am, I am speaking from that devil's advocate mindset because we all know the four of us think alike, but we ain't just speaking to us. We speaking to a bunch of people. And there's a bunch of people that feel how I'm trying to, I'm trying to echo how a lot of people feel. <laughs> you okay, get what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that feel, hey, we got to take a step back. No, I got the answer. Go ahead, P, my bad. <laughs> Keith Bass, I hope you get a chance to listen to this. If we hopefully, are hopefully. the waste, okay? Mm -hmm. I hope we look at from the Air Force standpoint that we put something in its place. With that being said, all right? M-A-W, maximum allowed weight. Everybody here knows the weight they had to be in before they came in. If we're going to play this little game, PT's too hard, 
All I do is type all day. All I do is serve food. I'm non-essential. I'm gone at 4.30. I don't deploy. Cool. All those, all those career fields, I hear you, baby. I understand. I feel you. I feel your pain. But guess what then? M-A-W. Maximum allowable weight. Give me one second. I got it right here. So if you're five foot one, you cannot be over 197 pounds. If you are five foot even, all right, you can't be over 141 pounds. So my curveball back. What's this? I don't, I, I don't like that though, B. I don't oh, like wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Why, why not? No push-ups, no running. No, no, none of that. Well, let me, let me on, you, you put it on, you, you, you put it in the Air Force to, to use the brain power. I ain't here to be fighting nothing crazy, right? Because because that's where I feel we're going with this, Lo. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so if you saying you joined the Air Force, you knew what the, there was no budge. You have to be at this height. If you're at this height, you can't be past this weight or lower than this weight. What's the excuse now? Oh, people are going to be starving them. Then what else are we going to cater to? We can't let people run or do push-ups because they can't because they, they can't control what they put in their mouth. It's intake to outtake. That's an easy fix. Nobody can tell us if their check is coming in that you don't have the ability to watch what you eat. You can change like low, like like the, the shake thing you gave me. Bro, I dropped 13 pounds and what 15 days? Super safe. I had the money to buy the items and do it. It's called self-control, bro. That's what I'm saying. So if we're going to take the PT test away, which everybody has said it's not even that hard, all right, then hold people to the standard. You got to be at a certain weight. At least that. That's what I'm saying. At a minimum. So everybody, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't got to be able to run three miles or rock to jump, do this. I'm not jumping out of planes. I'm going, I'm checking the ID. I, 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 you know, I signed them in and they see the lawyer. They let the lawyer know, yo, my husband's out here selling drugs or I'm having a problem with my health. You know, a mental health kid telling me, yo, P, I don't have to run a mile and a half and do my push-ups in them. I feel you. I hear your thing. But bro, you 250 pounds. That's going to affect your EPR. Here goes six months. Get it right. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to revisit this in six months. So you don't feel no pressure. Oh, you still over the MAW? Okay, you got an extra six months or this is going to affect your career. What's the problem with that? Or is that not enough? If that is that not enough uh, a reward? Is that is that not enough? Okay, and Richie giving me his crazy look, so I hope he got a good, I hope he got a comeback for me. What's up? Lo, I'm going to let you go ahead before I no, go. No, Oh, MAW, we can't do it. Let me guess, we need a waiver, right? Different body types, that's cool. You do a BMI or a body fat index. I still got the answer. No, I don't. Look, I'm, let me go ahead and say I wouldn't agree with that. I don't agree with the PT test going away. Like you said, I do think that we are headed in a dangerous direction of it going away. I disagree with it. Now you're talking to me. Now I got to put my personal trainer. There's more people dying from being obese than people running and, and yeah. dropping dead. Right, yeah. right or wrong? Can, can we make an educated guesstimation right now, fellas, that Absolutely. there's more people die today from obesity, then died from running outside and their heart just blew up on them. Can we just say that? So you is, that a, is that an educated guesstimation? Let, yeah. let, P, let them talk. Hey, let, let, let Lo talk, man. But P, you talking to a personal trainer here. So yeah. I'm never I'm never for 
fitness going away. Okay. I'm never for it because I'm all about cardiovascular health, whether you're lifting weights or whether you're running. All right. Okay. I'm not a runner. I'm the weakest runner out of the four of us. We all know that. I don't run. But when it comes to lifting weights, we already know I can get busy, but yeah. I'm not the strongest runner, but it doesn't mean I don't run. It doesn't mean my ass ain't out there trying to run, right? So and, I, and low low be he's a I ain't the fastest, but I was out there. We'll be yeah, I'm gonna you. He's like, I was out there. I did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, I'm gonna be there with you. I might be you the know, slowest one, but I'm gonna be there. To answer your question about mental health, uh and, and about the suicides in the unit, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of want to go back. Because my wife, she brought up a good point when we were talking about this, yeah. is that if we had unit PT again, and people were actually getting fit, it and you and put your personal trainer hat on for a minute. People yeah. come to you and they want to get fit, not only for their physical appearance, but because they're what? They're what else? Mental. They're mental. They're yeah. mental health. If people were getting fit. And having unit PT and people holding them accountable, and we taught people how to hold people accountable, not like, hey, you pizza, like not back in the 80s, you pizza, you know what I mean? Get get running. No, no, that's not holding people accountable. That holding people accountable is letting someone know that they did well, that but they can do better. Hey man, I see I, I see you working hard, man, but we need to now we need to start changing your diet. What what personal trainers do? If we train people on how to do that, it would fix people's physical appearance. People will have good PT scores, and then their mental, their mental, their mental will be a lot better as well. And I'm with I'm with you, Tay. But even for some of the fittest people in the Air Force, military, Army, Marines, Navy, whatever. And Richie, I know you're gonna agree with me. What does the test cause? Stress. And what does stress cause? Mental health issues. I'm just saying, it does. We always see people that get test anxiety, whether it's a written or it's a physical, it's, right? It's part of I'm it. not saying the PT, PT test got to go away. I'm just saying, I know that, so there was an article that came out where the Air Force is looking at doing, they're looking at throwing away the test, right? I don't know if any of y'all read this article. They're looking at getting rid of the test and doing something that's more of a monthly thing where you do like a monthly accountability. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I'm just telling you what's in the article. I'll send it to y'all once I find it. But they're talking about doing something like that. And what the reason that I think they're trying to do that is to get rid of that test anxiety that people develop before a test, which was causing people to go ahead and start doing all these crash diets and all this crazy shit to lose inches around their waist and to lose pounds and to try to make weight and to try to be able to run a test and do push-ups and sit-ups. And all in all, it was hurting. Tay, I'm with Tay. I'm with you. I think we should probably be doing unit PT. I do. I think it probably worked because when we did it in Germany, shit, I didn't like it, but I liked being with y'all. It was dope, you know, because it was embracing the stuff together. I got a question. I got Yo, a question, well. and I hope everybody out there is hearing me. And I hate doing this. I've never felt nervous or anxiety about the PT test. All right, but that's you, so, P. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And the Air Force loves to look for people that excel and be like, what are you doing right so we can give it to the rest of the force? Or, hey, what are you doing to success, to be successful, right? Mm -hmm. And give it to the rest of the force. And all they do is give it as information, right? But when one person comes and says, this is why I'm failing, they change standard. 
Ain't that wrong, Lo? Because that's what you're trying to say. I get it, Lo. You're telling me, yo, P, we got somebody dead. Boom, I hear you. Rest in peace. So the waste is gone? Yo, Air Force, 1.5 mile ain't nothing. Why ain't they make why they ain't bringing it up to two miles? We got okay. we got thousands of people calling the, the PT test soft. Yeah. And it ain't changed to be harder to, to help people excel, right? Mm -hmm. But then we have people that are affected in a negative way. Whoa, 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 whoa. We gotta take away that weight measurement. We gotta take away you that. Gotta all, Pete, look okay, from a leadership you. aspect, bro. Like you got, we'll just give you a thousand people. Okay. You got a thousand people and one person dies doing something and you don't make any change. Yeah. What does that look like? What, what is, it's like, oh, well he died. We don't care we're gonna move on with press uh, Charlie Mike, continue mission. Like that's not how we work. If somebody, if something happens to somebody, flags, flag officers at that level have to sit there and be like, well, we got, we have to do something to say we did something. Now, will the waste come back eventually? It depends on who's in that position. Yeah. I know, hold on, hold on. But why was the saying, waste taken away? Well, we we, we already covered that. That was because that was first five minutes. People were dying. Day. People were dying. People were dying. Because but what of I'm the saying waste? Is, no, they weren't dying exactly because of the way. They were dying because of hold on, hold on, P, hold on, P, hold on, P, hold on, P. What'd you say, Lo? The only reason that they were, not the only reason, let me not be insensitive here. The reason that they said that people were dying, because I don't know this personally, none of us really do. Right. We're going off speculation here, right? This is what the Air Force said was happening. People were doing crash diets to make weight. And those crash diets was weakening their body systems. So when they went to run, your body is now in a weakened state. Your cardiovascular system is not strong enough, so you are passing out and dropping dead. That's what was happening. That's why the waist measurement was taken out because some people's waists were bigger than it should be. So they were trying to do these body wraps, these crash diets. Who's there for that? Okay, it's their fault, Table. What do you want me to say? Of course, it's their fault, but it doesn't change the fact <laughs> that people died. Hold on, hold on. Tell you, so you're trying to say, no, as I a leader. I get what you're I get. I, I get no, no, no. I want, I want Richie to hear this because Richie thinks he's the greatest leader in the world. So let me hear it, Richie. I never said I was the greatest leader in the world. I'm joking. You know? Richie's here I, I for the people. I'm joking. I, I, I want y'all to think about something. Come on, Tay. Like, team bad guy. Let's go, if Tay. Something, if something happened, you're not, as a leader, going to say, oh, well, that's his fault. Let's keep on. You're not going to say that. If you're in charge of somebody, if you have four, we'll give you four airmen, and one of your airmen died because of something, you as a leader are going to look back on how you could have made change. You're not going to point the finger and say, oh, well, it, it was his fault because he was the chonky chonk and he ate all these things and ho-hos and shit like that. You're not going to do that. So right. to sit here, I understand it. it is a political move. I get it. it. It may not be what we want and it may not be what they want. But they had to do something. And then you also got to think about the people in the leadership positions. Because if they ain't doing PT, who you think going to make the changes? So those are other things to take consideration so because it's... And you get a, a, so it's not like you're giving leadership an excuse, man. Like, I honestly believe <laughs> that... I, I it is, it is my, it's my opinion, man. But I honestly believe that if someone... You're right. If someone in my unit, if someone in my, in my vicinity dies, I am going to look at the entire situation and try to figure out what happened. And me as personally, I'm gonna try to figure out what I can do better. So RB and low, I wanna make sure I'm hearing you all right. What y'all saying, I'm sorry, Tay, I gotta let it out. So RB and low, this is what I'm feeling, right? 
So, so it don't matter that they they failed the PT test. It don't matter that they didn't keep themselves ready no. to pass a PT test that they knew about in the first matter. seven weeks of basic training years ago. They knew it never went away because in the first two years, they got their first EPR and they knew it says meet or doesn't meet, okay? So that's what you're, that's what you're saying, RB? It doesn't matter that they didn't follow all that. It still falls on leadership because hey, we have hey, to be political. That's what y'all hey, telling me, right? Hey, 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 because I think, let me, all right. If, no, because I hear what RB's saying. He, he's got a great point about being political. I know. Hey, let, let, him talk, let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let me ask this question. Tell me if y'all disagree with me. If one of your troops, God forbid, one of your troops passed away tomorrow, right? Yep. Does it just affect the people in the unit? Or no. does it affect their family? Or it's because it goes up the chain of command. I no, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. Does it affect their family? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course it does. Now, us as military members cannot sue the Air Force, correct? Correct. But who can? They can, but what? That's, but so my thing is, man, I'm is not why, saying that why, they were right. Me, why are you blaming me if I know that your your son was overweight? Let, let's just say that. Let's just say like let let's, let's, let's draw, people let's that people are the way they are, bro. Huh? You can't control. I said people are the way they are. It's exactly. just keep it real. Your job requires you to do a physical fitness test every year. You but know that, your job requires that. Why would you let yourself get out of shape and then the last two, a week and a half before you take the test? You try Richie, to ram wrap yourself. Hold Richie, on, forgive, forgive me if I'm speaking for you, bro, but I think we all agree with each other. I just think me and Richie are trying to give y'all a different side of what how they're looking I at see it. Because your perspective. I see your perspective, but I'm it, not into giving people excuses. I no, it's not an excuse. I, I want you no, to see the strategic are, are, the, the, the strategic move of it. Like forget the tactical and operational part of it. Yeah. Look at the strategic part. Because if something happens, who's the who's who's responsible for everybody on the base? The wing commander, right? Yeah. Yeah. And who's responsible for everybody in the match comp? The match comp commander, right? So ultimately, it's not going to just fall on you. If, Tay, if your troop dropped dead right now because they couldn't pass a PT test, yeah, Tay, they're going to look at you, but nobody's going to talk about you. They're going to talk about the irresponsibility of the wing commander, the irresponsibility of the match comp commander. It's irresponsible. So irresp stop. Stop. I can't. I can't do that. I can't. I'm, I'm being, I can't I'm being go honest. You. I I'm, can't I'm, go there with you, Richie. It, it's, I'm irresponsible. I'm an irresponsible wing commander because your person was fat and decided to do you, do they, do, out and die. Do they talk? Let's talk about the news. Who do they talk to? They don't talk to you. They don't talk to the chief. They don't talk to the squadron commander. They talk to the wing commander. Right. Hey, real, hey, real quick. Let me just throw this in there. And that's because why I can't stand media. And that's why I can't stand politics. That's why I don't get involved in it. Hey, and this is hey, why you're missing that, out because you need to understand it. You talk about playing the game I'm, earlier. I'm good. I'm you talk good about, you're you're missing that part of the game. Bro, I promise you that. I promise you I'm not missing out on nothing. I don't have to be involved with the bullshit. I'm, I'm telling you. It's you have to know the political side to understand what we're trying to say. Waste measurement was bullshit, bro. Hey, hey, but listen. Real talk. I love you. Love you too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, maybe. So nobody got that. nothing to say about the weight that we should be coming in. RB just strategically, since he's so strategic today, <laughs> strategically ignored <laughs> what I said because I have a way to safely uh, no. hold accountable all the people that when they're done at their nine to five job, 
they call them noners, I guess, right? That's what I've been, non-essential, right? When, they, when they're done being in the AC all day typing away, they go get some McDonald's or whatever, <laughs> right? No meal prep. Then after that, they go get the pizza and they chill. They don't do no workout and they gaming, right? All those people, I just gave them a safe way to be like, yo, ha half a year at the end of the year, we're going to check your weight. You know what you got to be at. You got no excuse. You can do it safely. I'm not forcing you to run with the runners. I'm not forcing you to lift weights with low. I'm not forcing you to do nothing. But you know that you got to be a certain weight. Hey, but let's stop. We got to make sure that we're being responsible with our platform real quick, y'all. Yeah. Let, let's not make it seem like it's just people who are obese. Okay. Because it okay. is it is people who are just not physically fit. Right. And right. that doesn't necessarily mean obese. Physically fit I, doesn't I, I mean. I apologize being insensitive. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's what we're here for. We got to look out for each other because it's not just because I saw a couple of the pictures of the individuals who have um, passed on. And not all of them were technically what we would describe as obese. Right. Again, they just might not have been physically fit. Again, not taking care of themselves up until that point. You know what I mean? And then they did something drastic to try to so we just got to make sure that we're putting that out there you know you if you're an airman and if an airman's listening to this make sure that you are taking care of yourself because part a big part of mental health is physical health um we ain't asking you to be no lifter like me we ain't asking you to be as strong as Tay. we ain't asking you to run as fast as richie we ain't asking you to be a damn spartan we ain't asking you to be as fast as p or to be a spartan like richie you know what i mean it's just real talk no richie right? is a spartan though but it's real talk. We all have our specialties. We ain't asking people to do any of those. Um, just take care of yourself. Yeah. And very true. You know, that's that's not eating salads every day. That's not eating. Um, but like me and Pete, me and Pete did a, a detox together. And I lost 16 pounds, Pete lost 13 pounds, and shit. I don't know about you, Pete, but I felt great after. That's, awesome. that's probably the best that I felt in the last 15 years of my life mentally. Really good. And you know, sometimes people need that. You know, sometimes people just need a detox and whatever that means, um, whether that's cutting sugar out of your diet, whether that's um, cutting alcohol out of your diet, whatever it is for you individually, you just got to make sure you're taking care of yourself and and stay ready, man. Stay ready at all times because it's not just about it's not just about the Air Force PT test or military PT test. It's about life in general because you don't really? never know when oh. you're going to have to run. I want to put out there. Nope. I've never scored a, a full hundred points on the waist measurement ever in my ever in my career. So I'm not saying it's like, you know, like I'm the best, most in shape person in the world, but I never personally, I've never been afraid of the Air Force PT test. I've never been afraid of that. But I just want to put that out there to anybody. I know I'm talking harsh, but sometimes, man, people need to hear it that way. And people need to understand that it's not. You're, sometimes some people are making an excuse. Mm -hmm. I agree. Some with people that. are, man. Some people are making. Oh, they're not. And some people are. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, and you know my 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 whole you know workout routine regimen is to go Losing beyond thousand pounds and to go beyond the Air Force PT test. I want to be good at everything. I want to make sure that you know I can hopefully keep up with Pete one day in a run. You know what I'm saying? It never happened yet, but I can, it's wishful thinking. I want to hopefully be able to be, to look as good as Richie with my shirt off. Hasn't happened yet, but I'm working on it. I want to be able to have muscle endurance 
like low one day. You know what I'm saying? Hasn't happened yet, but I'm working towards it. You know what I'm saying? So hey, can I can I cover something real quick? That oh way we can, we can just clear the room. So the mile, you know, um, I I agree. I, I will say I agree with it to a certain extent because you do, and we're talking about the weight, you know, looking at somebody's weight in the military, uh, what Pete was referring to earlier. I, I want to make sure this is known when I say this. To a certain extent, I do think that could work. However, when you have people that are, musc that, that are extremely muscular and their muscle weighs them out of the section, they should be looked at for body fat percentage. And if their body fat percentage is low enough to say, okay, that's good, that would be perfect. But right now, you still have people that are really skinny and runners and they're out of their weight bracket for their height. Yes. Because the taller, tall people are out of their weight bracket. So that means they would be in trouble because they're not heavy enough to do their thing. And then that brings me back around to what we were talking about earlier. So with the waist measurement, our big guys, and this is a shout out to all these big body lifting guys that are, are humongous, but you know, the waist is your killer. I salute you for this move because this is huge for you. You can continue on your day because I know in combat, you can pick me, Tay, low MP up and take us to safety. So for them, that's a win. But for everybody else, do not let this waist measurement catch up with you because it will quickly. You got to run. Hey, hey, so listen, man, I got to, I think we only got time for one more thing. Tay, we still got time for one more? You got time, bro. All right. So probably, so let's 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 just get this out there. Cause there might not be some, there might not be anybody that's watching the YouTube yet. So they don't necessarily know what we all look like, right? So we are all black men. P and I are both Puerto Rican and black. Um am I right, Pete? You're Puerto Rican and black too, right? Yeah. So me and Pete are Puerto Rican and black. We're all black men. Uh, a couple months into the pandemic the Air Force put out an article. And that article said that the Air Force admitted to discrimination against minority airmen. The Air Force came out and said that. Um, what are y'all thoughts on that as a black man in the military? What are your thoughts on that? Who wants to go first? For people, and, and let me get this out there, not just y'all. Y'all have not, let's, let's not just say black because it was minorities. Yes. Minorities. How, what do y'all, what do y'all feel about that being leaders to minority airmen and your minority yourself? I feel like the Air Force got this one right. In my career, I have seen punishments that were for the same thing, but not equal punishments. And it does make you raise an eyebrow as a minority to why it was not the same. It was an equal punishments. And I still think that as airmen, we have a long way to come before the Air Force, this big Air Force to step up and say that, that is heart filling because there are a lot of people that are complaining about it that are out of the Air Force and they had no chance. But we do have airmen that are gonna make mistakes and that still gives them a chance. So for me, it's heartwarming because I feel like you're admitting a mistake. Let's just move forward from this. Tay? Y'all uh, all know, you know, 
how I got my Relo, you probably were the closest one there because we worked together. You know, my Article 15 wasn't Article 15 worthy. Period. I, I don't I don't care how you look at it. Let me tell you, let me jump in for you, bro, because and I know you might not say it, but I'll say it. I think you was 100% treated differently because of your race. I'll say it. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know. I know you're not, I know you're not because I know your character, bro. Yeah, I'm going to say, say, I'm going to say it because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, I think that my Article 15 didn't deserve what I got, especially after it got proven that I didn't falsify government documents because that's what my original punishment mm -hmm. was. That's my original, you know, once they went back and called, you know, because it was a, for those who don't know, I, I was charged with falsifying government documents, like, you know, saying, you know, fake government documents, basically. Uh, and it was in a system that I had to write people's qualifying weapon scores in and I did I did what the person that was in charge of the system told me to do I had to call them because the system wasn't working right without trying to give out information and names I called the system the people who was in charge of the system I told them what was happening they told me the fix they told me what to do I did what they told me to do and then because I did what they told me to do, I got in trouble by my commander after he called them. I still got in trouble by him after he called them and said that, you know, yeah, he did what we told him to do. And I still got in trouble for it. So I think that, you know, the, the, the Air Force is admitting to something. I, I, think, I think that it, it, you know, I think it probably is. Um, a good thing to, to admit to. I think that um, minorities may get judged inappropriately um, at times when it, uh, for, for maybe a similar offense that maybe a, a, a white person does it. You know, I don't know, man. It's, I try, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be politically correct. But I think that the Air Force is a, uh, on to something. I think that they need to look at that and maybe understand, you know, culture, different mm -hmm. cultures. I think they need to understand and they look at the person. Uh, um, I think they need to look at the, the whole story instead of, you know, maybe seeing color. And I think that more minority leaders and position could help out with this problem. Um, like we talked about earlier, I have a black commander, I have a black shirt, I have a black S3 superintendent, you know what I mean? I have a black S or Mexican S4 superintendent now. And you can kind of see how change. the change is happening, but everybody's treated the same, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I don't know, man, I, I, I'm done with that, but go ahead, P. Hey Pete, Pete, before you go, I just want to I just want to let the listeners know this was the title of the article. You ready? Go. Air Force punished black airmen more, reports say, and covered it up. Yeah. I 100% I 100% believe that happened. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be politically correct. We've all seen it right here in this room. We all seen it. If yeah. I'm lying, tell, I'm flying and I'm sitting down. All right? 
So with that said, with that said, I don't want us as, cause you guys know, I don't really use the whole Afro Latino thing. You know, Jackie gets mad at me, my sister, right? She, oh, it's not that I'm not proud. It's just that I don't yeah. let that define me. I think all, all three of y'all know what I mean by I say that we've had this conversation many a times. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't use the word privilege or none of that nonsense. Right. But I'm not ignorant to what has happened around me or what I've seen. But I am going to say this because all three of y'all have hit some really good points. It's a beautiful transition that I feel blessed to see because RB said it, man. He's like, some people didn't have a voice or even see a light at the end of the tunnel. And I hope all four of us see that blessing, y'all. Okay. I'm not saying be like, oh, that's good enough. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's a beautiful thing that all four of us can come on this. So, you know, a, a platform like this, talk about this. And I think we're going to say 105% be sure there's not going to be no repercussions because we're just talking about it. And y'all know damn well we couldn't do that years ago. Okay. So I just want to talk about the positive. All right. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think they're moving forward. Lo, if you're asking me, am I mad? Hell yeah, I'm mad about that. Of course. All right. Of course. But then we can start going down this spiral. You know what I mean? Um, of this could have happened, that could have happened, me and Lo getting the benefit of the doubt. I think me and Tay had a long conversation about benefit of the doubt. All right. Because we're we're lighter, right? And they can look at us like, eh, okay. You you get what I mean, Lo? Uh, you yeah. get what I'm saying, RB, by that? All right. I, I want to look at the real positive prospect. I don't want to cause no no crazy uproar. Yes. If you're asking me what do I think, 100%, I agree with the article. 100%, the Air Force did the right thing in saying that happened. We missed up. We're owning it. How do we move forward? Now let's yes. move forward. Hey, so, so I got to know. Uh, I, one little engine yeah. at our base, our, we created a diversity team that yeah. looks at issues like that, especially with the city of Great Falls, because there's not a, a huge African-American or um, Hispanic-American or any type of color uh, footprint here. So this group has helped build the base to be to show our equality better and also talk outside to the mayor to see what kind of changes we can do to make it welcoming to people other than Great Fall people that or Montanians that live here. So, I got a I got a question for y'all because I've seen this with um some younger airmen. I've seen this um in the civilian sector. So I want to ask y'all when y'all were young airmen, real quick. It's still tying into the question of what we just what I just asked about or the topic that I, we're talking about. Was there ever a point in your career? because there was one in mine, there was a point in my career, so I, I, I'll go after I ask, um, where you felt you had to conform to the people around you that didn't necessarily look like you. Hell because, yeah. Because you wanted to fit in. Hell yeah. I don't know if I would call it fit in or just get the job done. I know, yes, there's a lot of rooms that I walk in and I feel extremely uncomfortable and I have to carry a type of weight because of the judgment that I'm going to get. Richie, 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 the question that I'm asking directly, I want to ask it directly so there's no confusion to the younger people listening or anyone listening, because this is a term used on social media. Do you feel okay. like you had to tone down your blackness to fit Absolutely. in? Okay, that's what Absolutely, I wanna... because we'll, <laughs> no, it's we'll a real, it. real question. It's a real you know, the, the toneness of uh, being loud 
having slang, the way I carry myself, anything to the appearance of me is already judged before I walk in the room. So as a leader, as I started to move up in the ranks and be, as a leader walking in speaking for people below me, I have to make sure the room can hear me and not already drown me out by the time I walk in. Now, people already, you know, you get the term the token God because there's not that many of us in certain rooms like that because we've all been privileged to be in rooms where we're the only one in there. And you know, if you come off, you're, rep you're not just representing yourself. You're representing some airman that's going to one day be in your position and they're going to think about you. So yes, I've had to tone down my blackness, but it didn't change the way I was because the way I articulate myself, because a lot of people say, oh, well, you talk really proper. I almost cussed right then. I'm not talking proper. I'm talking the way I should be talking. Just because when I'm at home, I use a little slang or anything like that. Don't mean I can't switch it up when I get in this room. Don't judge me because of where I came from. Judge me because of the man I'm standing here in your face right now. And those are a lot of things where you have to tone down the attitude because they already expect you to be aggressive. And I'm not even all, I'm not, I haven't even talked about our sisters. You know what I mean? Because it's 10 times harder than them than it is for us. But I, I want to have a, a female in here for that interview when we do that, because I don't want to speak for them. Tay? Uh, and like, tone down I can't hear you. Like, oh, there you go. Like, tone down my blackness. Like, so, so Tay, before you answer, that is a term that's going around where people feel like, and especially in the civilian sector, where they feel that when they walk into a room, if they're the only black person, minority person, whatever, they can't act how they normally act because they will be judged and viewed a certain way. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to act, quote unquote, what some people would say, ghetto. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. Just they can't act themselves because they will be judged by the people who don't look like them. That's I what I mean. So do you ever, what'd you say, brother? I know that I have acted in a professional manner because when I walk into a room and I sit at the table, I don't want to just be seen. I want to be heard. So um, I have to say that I don't know if I want to call toning down my blackness because I'm I'm always me. Like I'm just gonna be me. You know what I mean? And I, I mean I'm black. I don't know what how else to say it. You know what I mean? I, I <laughs> maybe maybe if I had a little bit more kind of like because I don't really act, you know what I mean? Like we don't really act. Yeah, I mean, because in my personal life, when I'm and when I'm chilling with y'all, I know what you're trying to say, Tay, I'm, but we're I'm in the house with y'all, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 Julius not at work, but when I'm at work, I'm Sergeant Taylor. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, and I'm I'm the same dude. Like I I'm, I'm not not the same dude as at with y'all and I am at work. But when I work, I'm I'm just always me. But I know how to be professional when I talk to, you know, my superiors or you know my boss or whatever. But maybe I I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I'm not understanding. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to make it sound like so, toning down blackness. I don't want it to sound like blackness automatically means disrespectful or don't know how to talk shit like that because that's a negative connotation that's put with us. Let's just keep that real. That's not it's what I mean. Both ways though. It's negative both ways. You Absolutely. Because a lot of us, our education has, has gone up since we left our situation. And yeah. all of us have come back home and we say a big word now and they're like, oh, you're talking white. Don't tell me that but didn't this, happen. You but, get what I'm saying? But this is oh, a, 
Yeah, but this is a real question, especially for somebody like myself who I live in a very white town and nothing against that. It's just the facts. Richie, Richie lives somewhere that I'm pretty sure is predominantly white, correct? All white. So that's all I'm saying. It's just the, at some point in your life, did you feel like you had to turn that down to fit in with the people that didn't look like you? That's all. Because you felt you might have so got judged I, for being something you're not. I, I think it's a, I almost consider it another language. You know, if, and I can't really, I'm not going to, I don't have any references by me, but I can say Webster has a lot of abonics brought up by African, Latino, Hispanic Americans or people of color that have went into Webster Dictionary over the last century or not last century, but the last two, three decades. I, I will say that when I'm home, there are things that I can talk and say that are translated. But if I say it around people that don't understand, now they're looking at me like I'm talking funny. So I would say it's almost a different language. So you're not toning it down. You're just trans, you're, you're, because you're, I'll be talking amongst friends. And if somebody doesn't understand, I translate it just as well as my German wife, when she's talking to her family, she translates it to me. So I just think it's just a different language, just like the culture. It's just yeah. extremely different. Gotcha. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't say I toned down anything. I just say that I, like, like Richie said, I just speak a different language when I need to talk business. I don't think that a country, let's just, you know, so we're talking about black, a country white boy from Alabama, I don't think that he's going to talk the way he would talk in front of his people, you know what I mean? In front of his family in a commander's call meeting where he's like the MC, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he might have an accent or something like that, but he's not going to talk the same way. So I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? If when I'm at home or when I'm with y'all and I'm kicking it with y'all, like I talk the way I want to talk, but I know how to act when I'm in, you know, a professional setting. And I don't know if that's toning down my blackness, if that is like, you know. I think that's the same thing, Tay, because I know what you mean. I just don't think that's the necessarily, the, you know how to be professional. That's not the same thing as what, let me, y'all do know why I'm asking or I'm bringing this up, correct? Because this really is something that is going on in the world today where, and uh, Richie brought it up. It is a lot more women, black women that feel this way more than anybody. They feel like they have to tone down their blackness. And we've seen it guys, that the military hell society's just getting with the fact and I don't wanna speak because I'm not a black woman with black women hair. They're oh, just getting, man. they're just getting with the times. Come on, y'all. We all seen it. They're just getting with the times knowing that black women have different texture hair. Come on. <laughs> so, yes, there's a lot of people that feel that they have to tone down their blackness to fit in with the people that don't look like them. That's the reason I bring it up, because we all have younger airmen under us who are of minority and they might feel that way. Yeah. So being able to communicate with them, you know what I mean? Right. It's not necessarily for us, but it's for us to understand it, especially if one of your airmen comes to you and says, hey, I feel like I can't be myself because of this. What do you say? I mean, you know I try to I try to I try to put them on. I try to educate them like, you know, you could still be you, but try to be a, a, not not a better version of you, but try to be no, um, no, your professional life and your personal life. They shouldn't cross. You shouldn't try to bring your personal life into your professional life. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it doesn't really mix well either at all. Like, I had to learn that as a young airman, you know, 
me trying to be who I was, you know, when I was a civilian, that didn't translate well to who I was as a young airman or, you know, even a, a NCO. So, I mean, I try to just put them up on game. Like, yo, like you need to. I, I, I agree with Tay. Uh, and, and I'll translate that to look at the, you know, I won't, I'll just focus on commanders. All the commanders, you know, they have some type of education when they talk or they're talking amongst each other. It's all the same way. When they're talking to their 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 their, uh, their airmen, right. it's always the same way. So I just yeah, I just think it's a different language. Now, if they go home and they turn up, get loose, let's do whatever, two step boogie or whatever, doesn't matter because they at home, they're in their environment. So I guess in this environment, what we are making is you know our own language, and it's slowly transforming as we, you know, as this air force evolves. Yeah. Hey, hey Lo. So I want to say I hear I hear I hear what you're talking about. I just don't know how to uh, project your question for a good answer for me. I will say this in 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 retrospect to answer your question. Okay. Um, I gotta say I've been blessed my whole career to be around a bunch of people that always let me be who I was. Mm. Um, to tie into what RB and Tages said, they would pull me to the side and be like, "Yo." We love the energy. We love the loudness. We love the calling people out. You got to take all the cuss words out. Yeah. Does that make, and Lo, I'm not saying yeah. that to shut the door on what you're talking about, because what you're talking about is real. I, I understand, right? I just, yeah. don't, I just don't know how to articulate right now. So excuse if I don't answer it fully, right? So yeah. FE, I was, I was allowed to be me, man. Sergeant Woody hooked me up. Sergeant Mays looked out for me, all right? I just think uh, that we need to learn, teach our young, black kids men young boy and men need to teach these kids and, and women need to teach the young ladies how to transition uh from where they come from and learn how to be and it, it's it's about growth right so it's learn how to grow we need to teach them how to grow in that aspect and teach them how to be better in certain things and not they don't have to be they you know, they don't have to be where, who they was when they were civilians. And, you know, cause I, I'm assuming we're talking about airmen, correct? Because. Well, cause I know we, I know we're running, I know we're running, I know we way past time and way I don't want to yeah. keep dragging it. So we got to push it to next, my next episode or whatever. I just want to make sure, because I don't want to be irresponsible with my platform. 2.0. I want to make sure everybody understands where I'm coming from. I'm not saying that turning down blackness equates to how you used to be when you were younger or where you came from, quote unquote. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There are just real issues with people who look at you different because of the color of your skin and you have to act different. And I'll say it since I'll address the elephant in the room, they quote unquote, you have to act the race that you're around. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean when I say that. I'm not saying curse words. That's just ignorant. That's just, if you're just over there cursing, doing crazy shit, all right, that's just you not thinking. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about people that when they go to a job or they're around a bunch of people, they feel like they're uncomfortable there because no one looks like them. They're shit like that. So they can't necessarily be themselves or even try to get to know these people because of how they feel they're being looked at. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you think that's a society thing, Lo? 100%. I think it's definitely a society thing. So, so listen. Me as a young P, I'm sorry I never, it's going so long. Okay. Listen, I never got taught about slacks and, and wear a belt and tuck my shirt in, right? And I'm yeah. at an interview 
rocking my FUBU back in the day with some baggy pants and I don't get the job. Is it P's fault or is it the job interviewer's fault for not picking the loud kid that showed up without his resume? Just like, what's up? I'm here for the job. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We got to look at both sides. Um, Absolutely. I, I don't. I don't think it's all about toning down blackness. You know what I'm saying? I think it's more about, yo, but y'all know I do a lot of that now, this version of P, this 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 P with a lot of time on this belt, right? I look at this a lot of now what I can control. And, and Lo, once again, I hear what you're saying, brother. I 100% hear you, bro. I, I know I've seen it. It's just, man, I guess for us, man, a lot of us have been in a position where I know all of us have had that 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 leadership that let us be let let Richie be Richie or let Tay be Tay or let you be you, Lo. You know what I'm saying? I know it's happened. You feel me? And I know what you're getting at, Yo P. It's not like that everywhere. 150. percent It's just it's hard to articulate that. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to be like, man, I know what he's talking about, but at the same time, it's like, what do you mean? I can't show up to the I can't show up my Jabos and my Jays, and everybody's not wearing Jays. That that's why I got to turn down my. You know what I'm saying? Or Everybody doesn't know that Nas dropped this album 20 years ago and it's a classic and everybody should know it from beginning. You, you, you get yeah. where I'm trying to come from, Lo? That's what I mean. It's, there's just so much that encompasses that thinking, man, that is just, we need a part two. We need, a, we need to do a little bit of homework and come right back into this. This is a great second podcast. It's just my, it's a great, it's a great subject. I said like Ricky that. said, I want to have a guest on that can relate to that. Oh yeah, for the women part, we can't talk on that. That We, yeah, we need yeah. them for that. We shouldn't even be, you know what I'm saying? To be honest. Yeah, we can't speak to them. Nah, hey, hey, uh, I'm satisfied, man. P, P hit it on the head. Like, I can't wait for part two. There's so much, so so much more we can dig into this. Man, look, um, I hope y'all really enjoyed this podcast. It it um this was a this definitely got a little heated at some times, but this was a pocket. We all brothers, we love each other. This was a podcast that was needed, um, not just for us, but for the people listening. I hope it. I hope a bunch of people listen to this and take what we were saying, take what Tay was saying, take what Richie was saying, and take what Pierre was saying, and they learn something. And you can use it in your work center, use it in your life, use it just in general. Um, I really hope y'all enjoyed it because I had a blast, especially watching Tay and Richie. Oh, um, but yeah, man, that was it. And like I said, man, I just really need y'all to get on Richie's ass so he stops bucking me. Oh my God, dude. I'm gonna send you. Richie, let's hey, go. But, I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send my picks tomorrow. But listen, man, again, yo, thank you, world, for listening. I was your host, Low. Again, it was me, Richie, P, Tay. And this was the Wisdom Whiskey Winning Podcast. And Low is out. Peace. Later, y'all. Later. <laughs>